Through innovation, academic excellence, and family-centered clinical care, Children's Mercy Kansas City is transforming outcomes for children around the world. Welcome to the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. Our topic today is Tourette Syndrome, using an evidence-based algorithm to guide treatment. My guests are doctors Keith Kaufman and Julio Quezada. Dr. Keith Kaufman is director of the Tourette Syndrome Center of Excellence and the director of the Movement Disorders Clinic at Children's Mercy. And Dr. Julio Quezada is a fifth-year child neurology resident. Dr. Kaufman, Dr. Quezada, welcome to the show. Thank you. Let's start with you, Dr. Kaufman. I think um, a nice refresher on what Tourette Syndrome is, how we diagnose it, classify it, and how common it is would be really helpful to the listeners. Sure. Uh, Tourette syndrome is a, a neurodevelopmental disorder uh, characterized by the presence of involuntary movements and sounds uh, called tics. So these movements and sounds are present in about 1% of the population worldwide. Um, and Tourette syndrome occurs uh, mostly in young men. If you look overall at the rate of young men to young women, three to four out of every five people who's affected by Tourette syndrome is male. Yes, yeah, so that's very interesting. Uh, any thoughts on why that is? So uh, there are a number of different theories that, uh, in terms of why it occurs. There's some evidence from animal models that the role of male steroid hormones or androgens may be important for generating Tourette syndrome symptoms, uh, and that may be why we see it much more in young men than in young women. Now, Dr. Um, Quezada, what are some of the current approaches right now or current treatments uh, for Tourette syndrome, and, and where are those treatment limitations? So the current approaches you know, rely on medications that uh, will cause the least amount of side effects, although there has been some research that has demonstrated that non-pharmacological treatments are preferred because they have no side effects. So doing a specific type of therapy that's called CBIT can actually uh, help patients with Tourette learn how to take control of their tics. And when CBIT isn't enough, that's when we um, rely on the use of pharmacotherapy. We historically used dopamine antagonists but as more and more research has come out, we've found other types of medications that have, can uh, help control tics and at the same token not cause that many side effects. Right, right. I definitely want to get into some of those, those newer developments. Um, you guys published a paper together in CNS Drugs Journal recently. W- why did you feel a need to publish this paper, which ultimately was about guiding physicians into better treatment for Tourette's? So uh, a big part of the uh, current approach to Tourette uh, nationwide, worldwide, is that most people use the things with which uh, they're most familiar, uh, the medications that they were trained to use by the people that trained them. And outside of the United States, both in Europe and in Canada, there are treatment guidelines for Tourette um, that don't exist in the United States. There aren't any clear recommendations. Um, So when uh, we were approached about writing this paper, um, you know, 
trying to use the available scientific evidence to say, this is how, based on, as Dr. Quezada mentioned, least side effect potential and most scientific evidence to say, this is the path we recommend you follow. Yeah, and so interesting what you're saying, something that you said kind of um, sparked some interest in me there, that, that often physicians are what they're trained to use in terms of medication. And I think this this isn't just Tourette syndrome. I think we see this kind of in many uh, diseases, but what they're trained to do, maybe trained a few years to use, they continue to use that even though there might be some newer developments that we're not aware of. So I think this is a great opportunity for us to maybe talk a little bit, and I'll give this to um, Dr. Quezada. What are some of those newer developments that excite you the most and and, and, and that are we're using now at Children's Mercy? So, you know, there's there's still lots of medications that need further further research. One of those medications is very popular, and it's cannabinoid medications, but there's also medications that work through a mechanism of inhibiting, inhibiting transport of monoamine neurotransmitters, and they're known as the VMAT uh, transport inhibitors. These, uh, there's actually a medication now with two uh, big papers that are pending to be published, uh, the medication known as valbenazine, that I, I'm hoping will show uh, benefit with uh, the least amount of side effects possible. So, Dr. Kaufman, could you tell us then a little bit more about the algorithm uh, or this guide that, that is now being developed to help treat Tourette syndrome? Sure. Um, one of the reviewers uh, for our publication had recommended that we, in addition to laying out the scientific evidence um, in written form, create a, a treatment algorithm um, and all of the credit in terms of, of how it's organized visually um, and the fact that it's uh, sort of color-coded it all goes to Dr. Quezada. He is the one that uh, designed the, the visual algorithm that's in the paper uh, that's gotten so much attention. Um, we actually received a, a spontaneous email from the senior editor about uh, three weeks after the paper was released, uh, indicating that at that point in time, there were over 1,100 downloads of the, the paper in less than a month. And as of this morning, 1,400 uh, individuals have downloaded this paper, uh, the PDF version. So, you know, his creation of this visual algorithm um, has really gained worldwide uh, press and far outpaced every other paper in the journal in terms of uh, access. Wow, very impressive. Well, Dr. Quezada, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came up with the idea to kind of color code this, make it a visual algorithm, and tell us a little bit how it works. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stop by saying that, you know, when I started residency and first started seeing patients with ticks, I felt pretty lost trying to figure out which medication to use where to go, and it was kind of hard figuring out exactly where, where to go. And I, you know, luckily I had mentors like Dr. Kaufman who have taught me which medications to use. But then when looking through the evidence, I saw that there's other medications out there and that there's more things out there that we weren't utilizing as much. So when we initially started talking about creating this algorithm, the first one algorithm we did was, you know, a simple box and arrow algorithm, which 
seemed kind of um, not as exciting as a color-coded one. So when we, uh, you know, started thinking about how to make this more more interesting, more appealing, more user-friendly, you know, it just it just seemed logical to add a color scheme that went from green that makes you think yes, go go with this one to orange colors, which makes you think you can use them, but be careful, sort of like a, a stoplight. Very, very nice. And so that's able to guide people. And we need that. We're all so busy. We're working so hard. Having these visual type algorithms, I think, is very helpful. So, Dr. Kaufman, obviously now the, the next step is to translate this into clinical practice. That's the always the big step from some good research, publication, and then into clinical practice. Where do you, where do you see this visual algorithm going Um and is there a plan for you guys, for Children's Mercy, to, to get this out there so that it can actually be used? So, absolutely. Um, I'm privileged to currently be the uh, co-chair of the Medical Advisory Board for the Tourette Association of America. And their uh, biannual national conference is, is next week in Washington, D.C. And, you know, I've been invited to do uh, some talks at that conference. So without uh, hesitation, without question, I'll be disseminating this to the national audience for both the Threat Association as well as uh, fellow colleagues who will be attending that meeting to to say, okay, here is here's a logical approach so that you as patients, you as providers, don't feel like this is being done in a guesswork type fashion and really putting it out there as you know, here are all of the options that exist or may exist soon, um, and to think about it in a logical way. Well, that's a nice timing, right? Going right to a national conference. That's wonderful. Yeah, and I wish you the best of luck there. Dr. Quezada, I'm going to end with you. You know, what would you like general practitioners, you know, general pedi- pediatricians, community physicians, what would you like for them to know about treating Tourette syndrome? Well, what I would like for them to know is that, um, you know, ticks and Tourette's can be treated. Um, patients with ticks and Tourette's not only have to live with their ticks, they also have to live with the social stigma of having the, these ticks present, which they cannot control. So it's not something that they, that they do on purpose. And that, you know, starting the appropriate treatment, whether it's pharmacological or non-pharmacological, can go a long way in helping these patients with their quality of life and helping them, you know, avoid the stigma of having these ticks. So, you know, just not not being daunted by these ticks and knowing that it's something that we, we can treat and it's something that we can improve and it can be a, a large impact on a patient's quality of life. Very nice. Dr. Kaufman, Dr. Kezad, I want to thank you guys for the work that you're doing and also thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics or Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Have a great day.